Hi, I'm Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today about why you need to secure privileged access management in the era of digital transformation. And it's my pleasure to be speaking with Adam Bosnian. He's Executive Vice President with CyberArk. Adam, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you very much, Tom. Glad to be here. Adam, to start with, let's talk about the connection between digital transformation projects and privileged access. Where do they meet? So let's first start with what privileged access is and why it's important to get that right. Privileged access is the power users within your organization and the powerful accounts within that organization that are built in to allow those users to help keep systems up, up and running, and up to date. Um, traditionally, these have been accounts that have full power, allow you to do anything that's needed within that system, and they're anonymous because we don't know whether it's going to be Joe working on in the, in the morning or Jane working on in the evening. So we have these very powerful accounts that are anonymous within the environment because they're under root or admin, et cetera. And it's that combination of power and anonymity that makes them really big targets for the attackers to gain hold of to be able to perpetrate their attack. So number one, putting proactive controls in front of those privileged accounts within the environment has been really viewed as a number one priority within the environment for the last decade plus. Now, as we start to expand into this digital transformation age, which is the move to the cloud, the move to agile and DevOps, the adoption of more automation, what we find is that there is a much greater diversity of power users within that environment, a lot of different types of actors. Think about it from the cloud user or the as a service console uh, administrator or that developer. And there's a greater number of these types of actors when we look at the digital transformation journey. So if you don't manage that privilege access up front, as that journey occurs, you may be creating a larger security debt while the organization is working to save money and be more efficient. So, Adam, digital transformation can be one of those topics that can be so large, it can mean so many things to so many different people. Can you give me some specific examples of digital transformation projects that call for this additional level of security scrutiny? It would need to be secured with a privileged access management solution. Sure, and I think one of the easiest ones is this whole move to the cloud conversation. And as we move to the cloud and we start to look at the different types of actors in that move, you find there are some people with some really powerful roles in there. For instance, the people who are administering the cloud itself, the people who have access to that cloud environment. Uh, if we don't lock that down, that can become vulnerable to an attacker. And now they're not owning one or two of your assets they can own and do what they want to that cloud environment. Number two is looking at all of the different people who now need to manage the assets within that cloud environment and or manage the tools that allow you to be as efficient in that cloud environment. Think of orchestration tools and those DevOps tools. Um, when we look at that, you not only have the human or heartbeat actors that you need to secure in both of those scenarios, but now you have machines that need to talk to each other. And very often when those machines are talking to each other, whether as part of your CI CD pipeline or, or as part of your orchestration and automation activities, those machines are leveraging power accounts as well 
to be able to get connected and do their work. And if we don't secure those power accounts and that communication, you can be creating seams within your environment that allows the attacker to come in and do bad things. So whether we're looking at it from a migration perspective or an automation perspective or a DevOps perspective, understanding that there are power accounts that exist that are more numerous than in a traditional data center environment um, and also encompass both heartbeat and non-heartbeat types of users helps you understand that it, we need to get the privilege access security right during this digital transformation or we could be creating more headaches for ourselves in the future. Adam, in your experience, what's the biggest problem for CISOs in this era of digital transformation? You know, I, I think that's an interesting question, and I think it boils down to ultimately relevance. Too often, CISOs up to this point have been viewed as the tool guys, the guys who are going to help protect the organization, and very often, unfortunately, have been viewed as the folks who may slow down progress while they try to make sure the organization is secure. You know, we all who work in the security industry and work with the CISOs know that's not the case, but sometimes, you know, past is prelude to the future. So I think one of the largest challenges is how those CISOs can start to really transform the perception of their role into more of an enabler of the digital transformation journey and someone who can help that journey occur and really align themselves with the priorities of the business by leveraging the solutions that they have within and how those can be taken to help the digital transformation journey uh, upfront rather than trying to put the genie back in the bottle and applying security after that journey has occurred. Well, you make a good point because I've talked to plenty of security leaders that at best have been considered order takers in digital transformation and at worst have been looked at as roadblocks. Given the context you've provided, how do you recommend that security leaders reevaluate their roles when it comes to digital transformation so they can be seen as a partner, as an enabler? Yeah, I think a big part of it is, is getting out of the comfort zone and crossing the threshold of the different constituencies within the organization. Start to work with the folks that are leading these other initiatives. Work with that cloud team, work with that DevOps team, and not just work with them, start to converse with them, start to talk with them, understand what their priorities are, understand what solutions they're looking at to meet their priorities, and help them understand how you already have solutions to help secure those types of assets that those teams are leveraging. Start to speak the language of those different constituencies, which we all know can be really challenging, but when you start to work with partners like CyberArk and the partners that we engage with that are, for instance, DevOps leaders or cloud leaders, you can start to leverage those vendors to speak the right language, speak developer to developer while we and the CISO are in the room seeing their direction being validated. So get out of the comfort zone, start the conversation, work to speak in the language of that constituency, but also bring in partners like CyberArk and the folks that we work with to help speak in the language of that cloud architect, that DevOps person, that automation lead in the organization. So Adam, talk to me about CyberArk. What are you doing specifically to help your customers to assert their roles in the enterprise? 
I think number one, we continue to invest in our own offerings and make sure that we're able to address the range of use cases that may exist within not only the today enterprise, but the tomorrow enterprise. So when the CISO is speaking with the DevOps folks and they're talking about using uh, some DevOps tools, he's able to talk about it saying, I have a solution from CyberArk that already fits very well in that environment. So I think investing in the different use cases is number one. Number two, providing that a statewide perspective of needing and wanting to solve privilege across the organization and making sure that we have offerings that addresses that key theme is number two. But I think number three, and maybe most valuable in some ways in this conversation, is the work that we've done in investing in partnering with over 150 different companies so that our products work together out of the box. So that when you are looking at a, a Red Hat uh, OpenShift solution or a Red Hat Ansible solution within your DevOps environment, well, that CyberArk solution that already exists within the company can very easily work with those solutions from Red Hat because there are out of the box integrations that have already been done and certified and validated by both CyberArk and Red Hat. By doing that, not only is the technical solution there, but you also see we as partners working very closely in the field so that we're able to go in together with the CISO, CyberArk, and the partner that resonates with that DevOps uh, group or that automation group and speak the right language. So it's really at the use case level, at the enterprise product offering level, and then CyberArk having invested a great deal and partnering, not just so we have out-of-the-box integrations that work on day one, but that we have real relationships with those partners that the CISO can lean on in their conversations and their efforts with the different groups within his organization. Well, very good. Adam, I appreciate your time and insight today. Thanks so much. Thank you very much for the time. Look forward to doing it anytime. Again, we've been talking about the need to secure privileged access management in this era of digital transformation. And I've been speaking with Adam Bosnian, Executive Vice President with CyberArk. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.